Hey, this is Harvey Nitz. This is Harvey Nitz. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to podcast. God is awesome. What up, what up? Welcome back to the There's More podcast. This is Hannah Nitz, your energetic host, introduced by my adorable three-year-old son, Harvey Nitz. Obviously, I'm trying to work on his podcast skills early, so thanks for playing along and letting him (laughs) be on the mic. If you're interested, I have about 20 minutes of audio of him and I babbling on the mic together. Just didn't seem like it fit the theme of There's More, but if I start a second podcast called, like, Talking with a Three-Year-Old, it's adorable. Oh, man. So it's been a minute. Have you noticed? Uh, I had a baby, which is really exciting. And I'm kind of getting back back into it. So here we are. Uh, so excited today to talk about God's pursuit of us. This is a conversation that we could have for hours and hours and episodes and episodes. But today's conversation is actually kind of short. It is a quick summary of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The story of the Bible, the story of God is God desiring to be with his people, God's pursuit of his people. And that's going to be our conversation today. So glad you're here. Here we go. So before we dive in, yes, I will acknowledge that I have been gone, whatever it's been, three months, um, and just wanted to report back that all is well in the Nitz home. We went from three people living here till four people living here from the beauty of a child being born. So my daughter joined our family on May 6, 2021. Her name is Opal Pamela Nitz, or as my son calls her, Tiny Opal. Yes, for some reason, as soon as Harvey found out that our daughter was going to be named Opal, He called her Tiny Opal, and it just kind of stuck. So we only refer to her as Tiny Opal. (laughs) Um, And we just praise God for her. We praise God for her life and just the gift of of a baby, of, of pregnancy, of birth, of the healing, and now just getting to know her and raise her. And we are just overjoyed by that. Um, It's also really hard. (laughs) I forgot how hard it is at the beginning those first seven weeks um are truly the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life which may sound dramatic but I'm a dramatic person so this is where we're at having a toddler around while you're also adjusting your body is healing your hormones are freaking out you're trying to figure out breastfeeding again you have a crying baby and you're not getting a lot of sleep It's hard. So thank you for the grace of allowing me to not podcast for a while. Um, If you'd like to see Opal Knits, my adorable sweet daughter, the most charming of all babies, uh, believe it or not, (laughs) she has a website. So you can go to Opal, O-P-A-L, Knits.com and see her cute pictures and uh, read more about her name and how we chose it and just our prayer for her and her life. So this podcast isn't about me. I don't want to talk all about that, but I just felt like I needed to talk about the fact that the most beautiful baby was born and she is now in our family. So back to the podcast. So the whole theme of this podcast, which, you know, 
you've heard me talk about a few times is uh, the fact that there is more. That there is more to enjoy and delight in in our relationship with God. Um, I've been a Christian my whole life. And the last 10 years as an adult, like, really got into this groove of, like, I know God. God knows me. We cool. So now let's get to work doing good things for God and good things for the kingdom without really considering that there was more for me, like that this relationship with God wasn't just that he loved me and saved me, but that there was this delight in me and that he desired to be with me and that as I spent time with him, I could get to know God more. Like there was more to be revealed about him. It wasn't just the story of the gospel, the story of Jesus, which is amazing and life-changing, but that every day there's more to know and more to be revealed. And that in my one-on-one time with God and in relationships with other people and in everyday settings in the world, that more of God could be revealed to me and, and I could grow in a knowing of him. This is the best news. This is so exciting and it's been life-changing for me. So this conversation today, why I get so excited about this is this teaching that I'm sharing, this eight-minute clip, is from my friend Laura Veal. And her and I teach a, a class together at our church. And, oh man, the first time I heard her, just it felt like an off-the-cuff conversation where she picked up her Bible, started at the beginning, ended at Revelation, and just talked through every story throughout Scripture. These like things I've heard before, these stories I know that they all point to this theme of God pursuing his people and God desiring to be with us. Not just like show up and be the hero and save and not just like be the conqueror of sin and all of these things that are so beautiful and so overwhelming, but this withness and this like being just side by side with us. And it's amazing. So I pulled this audio clip from one of Laura's teachings um, where she talks through this, picking up her Bible, talking through these stories. And friends, I just think understanding this and seeing God's pursuit of us and his desire to be with us will change the way that you read many stories throughout the Bible. Because all of a sudden, it's not just a story or not just a chapter or a book of the Bible that's like, telling us, you know, how to live or what happened. But when you take in a step deeper, you say, wait a second, this is, this is contributing to this story, this overall theme of, of God's pursuit of his people. So, um, here's the clip. I hope you love it as usual, not like the highest quality audio you're ever going to hear on a podcast because I pulled it from, one of her uh, teaching videos that we had created for Act Women on Purpose. Man, but um, take note. Like, listen to this. Write down these verses. Look this up. And I just am excited for you to hear it along with me. So here we go. God wants to be with us. Do we know this? Since the beginning, he has been pursuing us. Before we were even looking for him, he brought us into the greatest story ever told. It's the story of the Bible. It's the story of God with us. It starts in the first chapter of the first book, Genesis 1. 
Verse 26 says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Right off the bat, God is setting the stage that we would know that we worship a relational God. He has been relational since the beginning. And then when God creates humanity, where does he put them? No surprise, he puts them in the garden with him. So in chapter three, verse eight, it says, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Again, he wants us to see in his word that he is inviting us into the eternal communion that he's known since the beginning of time. Then all throughout the Old Testament, we have the story of Israel. And where does this begin? This is a big deal because all of the gods of history demand of their deceived followers, make your way up to me. But we have in Genesis 12, God comes to Abraham. He, he steps down from, from his place on high and he pursues Abraham and he pursues his people. It's incredible. Uh, Isaiah 65, one speaks about this and it says, I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me to a nation that did not call on my name. I said, here I am. God comes for his people because he wants to be with us. So back to Genesis 12. Uh, he comes to Abraham and he makes a promise that he will make a great nation from him and that nation will be blessed and it will bless all the other nations. We know this. He says, you will be my people and I will be your God. And he promises to deliver them to the promised land. But what is the promised land? Well, let's begin with what it is not. Yes, it's called the land flowing with milk and honey, but it's so much more than just a plot of land where God's people would live the good life. The point of the promised land is that God would establish a land where he would dwell with his people. So what does he do? He tells Moses, he gives instructions on building a tabernacle. The tabernacle was something that, that the people of Israel could set up and tear down as they moved throughout the wilderness. And his presence would reside in that tabernacle. And then when they move into the promised land, then he leads King Solomon to build a temple. And this is the permanent structure where God's, God's presence would dwell. It was the house of God. So in Exodus 29, it's verses 42 and 46. The Lord is speaking to Moses and he says, he's talking about the tabernacle. He says, these burnt offerings are to be made each day from generation to generation. Offer them in the Lord's presence at the tabernacle entrance. There, I will meet with you and I will speak with you. I will meet with the people of Israel there and that place made holy by my glorious presence. I will live among the people of Israel and be their God and they will know that I am the Lord their God and I am the one who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that I could live among them. I am the Lord their God. And then in 2 Chronicles 7, you have King Solomon dedicating the, te the temple, which is that permanent structure where God's presence would dwell with his people. And he has just finished praying. And in verse one and two, it says, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord, i.e. his presence, filled the temple. So what happens? Verse three says, when all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord entering the temple, they knelt on their faces with the pavement to the ground and they worshiped. Why? Because this is the most incredible thing that the, the creator of the universe wants to be with us. 
And now let's remember that 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, we are now that temple. It's wild. But lastly, in the Old Testament, we have Isaiah 7. It's verse 14. And it says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? It means God with us. And this is 700 years before Jesus stepped on the earth. God is establishing and telling us that he has more to this plan to be with us. Enter Jesus. Now we're in the New Testament and we have God's desire and his promise to be with his people, not only showing up in spirit, but now in the flesh. This is John 1 verse 14. It says, the word became flesh. The word is Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Some translations actually read, the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. So God stepped down from his throne room and he came in the flesh to his people because he wants to be with us. This has been the story all along. So then we have 1 Peter 3.18 and we're still talking about Jesus. And it says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. So Jesus died on the cross for our sins, why? so that he could bring us into relationship with the God of the universe, the one who created us, the one who desires to be with us. So after the resurrection and before the ascension, we have what we call the Great Commission. So Jesus says in Matthew 28:20, 20, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is like, I came to dwell with you. And guess what? When I leave earth, I'm still going to be with you because this is the point. I, I promise this. Uh, you cannot live the life that you were redeemed into without this relationship. Finally, we have the book of Revelation. If the opening scene of the Bible is the book of Genesis where the triune God is walking with his creation in the garden, he gives us the final scene, which is the book of Revelation. And in chapter 21, this is talking about the new heaven and the new earth. And it says, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Can you imagine this? We will literally be in the full unveiled presence of God because that is what he desired all along. But how devastating if we miss this now. If we think that what he came for was to give us a ticket to something for our future and not a reality to walk in here and now. How devastating if we stay stuck on religion and we miss what God has been inviting us to all along. Pursuing us from the beginning of time, the beginning of our lives, because he's inviting us to do life with him. So this book is the revelation of God to us. He gave it to us so that we could know him intimately. And part of knowing him is knowing his story, the story of how he pursues his people. It's the story of God with us. about two years ago right when um, my eyes were just blown open to the more with God uh, hearing someone say this sentence it was actually in a prayer and they said God we know that your truth is not discovered it's revealed 
I stopped in my tracks when I heard this sentence because I felt like I had discovered it. Like I felt like the more had been this thing that I was on this journey for and I opened this door and I found it. I discovered it. Like more of God was discovered by me. <laughs> like Hannah Nitz figured this out. But this prayer, she said, God, your truth is not discovered. It's revealed. Like this idea that I had more of God, I had God at all. I knew God at all. I desired God at all because he chose to reveal it to me. Not because I had worked hard enough to get it or had the self-discipline to seek him was mind-blowing. Like, didn't I do this? Didn't I discover this? And instead, this idea that, no, no, I didn't discover it. All I did was respond to God's revealing. He revealed. He pursued. He desires to be with us. Woo! Feel that. That's amazing. Well, thanks for joining for another conversation about more of God. Enjoying him more, pursuing him more, delighting in him more. And even just taking this thought today of taking this more understanding of of God's desire to be with you, friend. Like, his pursuit of you, his desire of you. I mean, there's nothing greater on earth than that. Try to find it. And if you do, show it to me. Because I just, there's nothing better. It's not out there. (laughs) Friends, that's why I'm here. This is why this podcast exists. Because... I just want you to taste it. I want you to be able to experience this joy, this satisfaction, and this beauty of this closer relationship with God, of pursuing him more. And friend, there's more for you. Do you know it? Yes, there is more.